0: following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football
2: Club.
0: this, Cowboys?
2: This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys
3: World Headquarters
2: at the Star in Frisco.
3: Hand on Elliott, to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Kuska keeps it, and he bangs it into the
0: touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob
1: Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans.
0: It is
2: a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. The official chip and the official dip of the Dallas Cowboys. Here from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. We're about to break it down. Cowboys defense uh, wait, Cowboys offense versus the Broncos defense. Sorry, y'all. Got to mix it up friend. every once in a that while. Line wouldn't bother you. But yeah, we're going to do offense v defense today. And can the Cowboys get Dak Prescott back? And if they do, then how much can they put up on a Broncos defense that actually has some pretty good pieces to it? Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Standback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam in the back I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how's it going? Good. Fantabuloso. Swell, as always. Nice. I like. Heckma's jacket today. It's very nice. It's nothing, man. Yeah, it's nice. Mm. It's not nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. Mm. Wow. Oh, I okay. mean, come on, guys. Is that Carhartt? Uh, what's that? Eh, it's a brand that's a, associated with the Cowboys. Mm. Hey, I'm sorry. Cool. I don't only. You don't know, any know anything? I think Heckma Car-Hard. gets so many free
3: things to to someone by just sponsors. I think he just forgets, us. He just loses track.
2: You know, honestly, I I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna start early, huh?
3: Esla right out of nice bam, 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 bam. Nike. polos and hoodies that we've never seen before. You know, the, the one drops, you know, just I, I yeah. feel
2: bad for the fans at home because they can't even see
3: his kick game. Yeah. I didn't even see it today. Let me see. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's good. Nothing.
1: You gotta turn in one of those it's social good. media influencers, <laughs> just kinda <gonna laughs> drop a Hey, drop a sponsor, get some free swag. Mm Y'all lucky these
3: doggone cameras are fixed because I would take you guys on a little trippy trip.
2: (laughs) Just unscrew it from the middle and just take it down to his shoes. You
3: guys are too Mm -hmm.
2: much, man. Yeah, Yeah. we are. All right, news and notes for the Cowboys yesterday. We've got some (laughs) some on the field news and some really cool off the field news as well. So, tons of things here. Break it down slowly, make it plain. What would you
1: like me to start with? Uh, Let's start on the field. On the field? um let's see cowboys had a modified practice on wednesday it was an hour and 16 minutes to the dot according to head coach mike mccarthy hour and 16 including minutes, including warm-ups Including warm-ups. Whoa. Just got on the field. This new age, man.
0: Hey, your checks would have been cash
1: instead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's yeah. I had at
1: least four more games in me. It's, it's this not, schedule It's not soft. It's not S A W F T. It's not I don't that's not why. <laughs> oh, Whatever. So it, partially it's coming off the late game, right? And the late road trip. <laughs> Another part is he wants this is his style. He wants to devote more film time yesterday to an uncommon opponent. They haven't played the Broncos in four years, and the team's completely different than it was last time. So that's why they did that. They're back in pads today, and I'll be interested. We'll all be very interested to see how much Dak Prescott does because we'll talk about him later. But the hope and expectation was if everything goes good, he'd be full go today. And that would obviously be a very good sign for Sunday. Do you want to see that full go today? Is that, is that a, Of
2: course. If that is the case, do you think that 100% Sunday comes along, if everything goes right and at the end of the day, or I guess going into tomorrow, we talk to Mike McCarthy, and
1: he says, thumbs up on Dak Prescott. Number four is going to be behind center. I still think it's like, how does he respond the rest of the week? Because it's a calf, and calves are weird. But it, would it be trending in that direction the right way? Absolutely it would be, I think. What do you think, Isaiah?
3: Yeah, I would like to see him full go. I mean it's we're thir- it's Thursday it's Thursday so 72 hour rule um actually 75 hours from right now so you know we yeah. we we need to see that we need to see that to have that sense of security otherwise
0: we're going to be rushing back to uh oh, it's going to be rush hour you see what I did that it's going to be rush hour see 5 that. yeah yeah <laughs> Clever transition by Isaiah Stanback. Of course you want to see him out there. You want to see him, you know, moving, not having any problems. I I think when the pregame happened and everybody was waiting on the tweet from Rob P to say whether he was playing or not, uh, it was important uh, to know if he'd had any residual effects after the week that he had against New England. Right now, what's important is just him being healthy. And I believe that Britt Brown, and as much as we talk about how extensive he is with rehab and how guys trust him, it's in his hands. And you saw when he came to Dak before in the pregame and told him he wasn't playing, Dak didn't argue much with him and he was okay with it. So whatever what about
1: this cor- week. What if that happened this week? You know,
0: I think whatever course I think <laughs> I think whatever course we take, and right now the way that things are. We need a healthy Dak Prescott over the next half of this season. That's I think that's what's important. And if there's any any effects, anything that slightly could be wrong, and you've talked about this before, Isaiah, is that you don't want this to be a lingering thing through the rest of the season. And if we can put that to bed, I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah. I'm okay with that as well. And plus, Thursday of last week was when he really pushed it just to try and see what he could do right. in his rehab. And he came out and said, yeah, you know what, Coach, I'm a little sore. And Mike McCarthy said that to the media as well. Dak's feeling it a little bit on that Friday from last week. We'll see what he's feeling tomorrow as well. So Dak Prescott, potentially a full strength today at practice, should be fun to watch.
1: Yeah, going down the other injuries, I just wanted also to point out um, Demarcus Lawrence did more <clears throat> off to the side with Britt than I've I've seen that I can recall and he looked good he was moving well Um, not saying he's going to be imminently back to practice but I think he's headed closer in that direction so that's really
0: good how motivated is DeMarcus Lawrence right now? Got to hmm. be, right? How Dude. motivated is DeMarcus Lawrence to get back on his horse and get his his season back started? Oh my god.
2: You ever yeah. you, did you ever hurt yourself as like a second grader, you were playing football or something, you like fractured your arm, broke a leg, sprained an ankle or something, and you're sitting on the the, the bench at recess and you've got like a sling and you're just sitting there and you're watching all your other friends have fun and getting mm-hmm. on the slide and swings and stuff? That's what DeMarcus Lawrence you're is doing. You bring it right back now. childhood is, pain. I'm t-
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> But I, I,
1: I this is a
3: safe place Kyle
1: this is a safe, <laughs> safe place this is why I'm talking about <laughs> this This is a trust tree this, this, this is why I'm so open enough in the nest doop. yeah yeah
2: I, I knocked out my two front teeth when I was a oh. kid playing football I hit a, I hit a guy in the knee and knocked out both of them clean and I remember sitting over what there at, for the rest of a... recess <laughs> for the rest of recess because I was bleeding and I looked over <laughs> and my friends just kept playing football and I was like oh this is not fun. So, but yeah, that's what Demarcus Lawrence is right now. He's looking at I, Randy Gregory and Ter- Terrell Basham and Dorance Armstrong. Thank you. We're here for
0: you. I appreciate <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Two front teeth. Yeah. yeah. He, he went there. The and, visual. But the visual. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the trauma. It's okay, dog. It's we, okay. We're here. All right, but.
1: I think Isaiah said it though. Like, when when a defense is playing like this, and the whole team's playing, you don't want to be left out. Yep. Yep. And you know, Tank's feeling that mm-hmm. because Tank's the guy that sets the tone for this defense when he's out there. So you know, it's got to be driving him crazy. Yeah. So he was all smiles after practice. I think I think he's getting closer. Mm, if you had to give an estimate, Doctor Rob Phillips, mm. where would you think what week? I don't. I. No, no I'm, guess. I'm not going there. I, I okay. think I think he could. You know, maybe they start the practice window later this month and 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 see where he's get at and get there. that three weeks going. But obviously, they're not going to do it this week. Um, real quick on the injuries: Amari Cooper was limited with the hamstring that was bothering him late in the game. Ceedee Lamb was limited with an ankle issue, mm. and uh, I think that was it for limited. Draymond Diggs was full,
0: so that's encouraging. That's awesome. That's my next question. Yeah, was Diggs.
1: the big one? Is Tyron Smith. Did not practice, and it didn't sound like, for Mike McCarthy, like he's very likely to
0: play in this game. Okay, so let's put a pin right there, please. I'm sorry, I don't want to hijack the oh, show. No, we can talk about it right you now. You to go later in the show? We can wait. I mean, um, gotta, what do you want to do? Because we got we to gotta, we gotta get this thing all taken care of yeah, mentally. Yeah, let's,
2: we'll, we'll, let's talk about it. Let's take a full segment to it, so we'll do yeah. it in segment three. Because I agree. I think that is a big deal. and I mean, if Tyron Smith's not available, we've got another debate on our hands for the tackle position. Just flip-flopping sides now.
3: Do um, you guys think Amari Cooper's playing? I yes. don't see. I don't see him playing. If he was you limited, don't. I don't see him playing. Why? For the same reasons why why Dak didn't play last week. He has a hamstring that's obviously not healed. Mm-hmm. Right. He played through it before. Right. We say, "Oh, okay, you know he, he can take some time off or he can play through it." Well, he played through it and then what? He came back and bite him. Came back to bite him last week. Right. So hammies don't go away. We know that. Yeah. Did it really come back to bite him? Because he had he made a play, but 22 I mean, yards, and he did make a game winning I touchdown. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a specimen. That doesn't mean that he's this that he's super day, not, not human, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, you keep testing that hand me if you want to. When I that, went, that, I that,
0: went and bought a softball just in case, you know, yeah. if I blow mine. I, if, that's <laughs> the it. Tennis I mean, ball thing the, thing the thing? tennis ball, softball, whatever yeah. it is. I mean, because if you guys. If he was out. I thought mm-hmm. at that point, when he's laying on the ground, yeah, that that's, that's hey, he's going to be hurt. Now we got to think about how we're going to go forward. We don't have uh, Mike G, CD. He's over there with a hamstring. And then next thing I know, Cooper Rush is throwing mm-hmm. a dime to the edge, and, and mm-hmm. there's number 19 running around. I, I, So I don't know. I don't. I mean, he's toughed it out for all the criticism that he's gotten uh, over the previous years. Man, he has shut his critic's mouth tight. So you know, I, I don't know what to think about Amari Cooper and injuries anymore. He's just muscling through them.
2: That's my thing. Is if you're going by the history of what this season has been, he's. It seems like he's had an ailment every single week. And yet he's played every single week. So I hear you. I don't know. I feel like if he was limited in practice now, if he was a non-participant, <laughs> then I think that might be a little different. I might be a little worried. But the fact that he was even out there says, well, I think I'm, I'm expecting Amari
1: Cooper to and play these, this week. And these designations I forgot to mention are based off of what a normal practice would be. So like if they had a normal Wednesday, he would have been limited. So I think that's that's encouraging. But your your point's well taken. I mean, he's been banged up all year. And hamstrings are no fun. But we'll see. I mean, obviously, Wednesday or today's a big day. And, you know, I, I don't have an indication at this point he's not going to play. But we'll see. Any other notes from
2: practice and or on the field stuff from yesterday? I know they brought Bradley and I back to the practice squad.
1: Sprinkles!
2: Nice. Yeah, you feeling good
1: better job. now? You feeling better A little now? bit
2: better. Yeah, yeah, I like him good. in the building. Uh, there was also news off the field. I said this uh, as well. There are two things. One of them really, really cool, and that is the uh, the Medal of Honor. The Cowboys are going to be wearing a commemorative stripe on their helmet. The red, white, and blue is back for the first time since 1976. When 76, yeah, when Roger Staubach and stuff. There's the helmet right there. I mean, it's a that is so clean, super cool look, and and the Cowboys are going to sport it. At AT AT&T Stadium on Sunday, you see it right there. It's the normal blue and white stripe and then accompanied by that red stripe. And they've also got the Medal of Honor patch on the the back end underneath that American flag and then the Salute to Service ribbon on the right. So the Cowboys got some cool stuff coming
0: up this weekend. That means the stadium's going to be lit.
2: Yeah, it's going to be really, really cool because they're going to honor a ton of the Medal of Honor. You wrote the article, correct? I did not. Oh, okay, but Dave and Nick did. What, what did you see from the article, or at least from the, yeah. the announcement itself?
1: No, I think you said it. I think it's going to be a celebration of, of our armed forces, like you said, and, and the National Medal <clears throat> of Honor recipients. And I didn't, I forgot that that was a, a look that they had in 76. I, I don't know. You're the you're Cowboys historian. I, I didn't remember that, actually.
0: Yeah, well, 76, I don't either. Uh, but it's all good. I mean, we're we going to bring it back. So. Yeah, you are bringing it back. Where were you at 76, I
2: was minus five. Minus five?
0: Where were you? <laughs> I was minus two. I mean, no, I was around. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh,
2: National Medal of Honor what Museum. What about you,
0: Isaiah? We
2: were, just, <laughs> we were just shown a couple of different angles of it on the actual uh, video stream. Chris Bean put a couple pictures up of the National Medal of, of Honor Museum that will take place and start construction in Arlington in 2022. So really cool stuff from the Jones family and and saluting our armed forces as well. Uh, Also, there was a report this morning. I don't know how much validity there is in this, but TCU, the head coach position is open. No more Gary Patterson there, and apparently one of the candidates for that, offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. Hey, stop. Why are we even talking about this? I just wanted to throw it out there.
1: That's that all. The what? That he's on their list? That he's on that... their list. Okay,
2: That's all it is. That, yeah. There was no validity to it. I mean, basically, they were saying, we're interested. That was the quote from a source. So <clears> that <throat> one just came down this morning. I just saw that as I woke up. So it's going to happen. He's going to be inquired about, no doubt about it.
1: Like everywhere? Yeah. Like if NFL, college, How much high school, high making? school jobs <laughs> come open around How here. How much too? was a
3: previous coach making?
2: Gary Patterson? Don't I know. Do not know off the top of my
0: head. A lot. Yeah, not more, not more than, good. Cal- not, not more than the guy upstairs is gonna million. write a, Six million. Oh, dang, right. we'll, he'll be here. Yeah. We'll write a check for that. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're
2: gonna start previewing the Cowboys' offense. Can they have some right, success against the cow Cal- or the Broncos' defense? When we return with more talking Cowboys.
0: So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys.
2: Back here with more Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. And as always, it is a great people, great pay replay Jason Witten has joined the caliber collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay. Apply now at jobs at do- caliber. Com. That is jobs at caliber. Don't pull
0: your book bag out.com. Pull the prison wallet out. <laughs> digital, <The prison>. oh. <laughs> digital <Prison> today. <laughs> Straight
3: digital. Oh no. <laughs> Money moves faster that
0: way. Oh, uh, good. Uh,
2: Built for good. tough,
3: man. That's right. Built for tough.
2: Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Kyle Yeoman's with you. Mm. As we start previewing the cowboy offense will they have Dak Prescott back maybe will they put up big numbers
1: against the Broncos what say you Rob Phillips I yesterday, who's playing quarterback mm. no I think they got a chance to reg- they showed regardless of who's in there they can move the ball uh, now they only had 20 points against Minnesota but Denver's got like you said Kyle Denver's got some players on this defense and They made some plays late in the Washington game that were impressive. Justin Simmons is a really good safety for them. Mm -hmm. Um, They got to replace Vaughn Miller, and they made a trade late in October for Stephen Weatherly, who made some plays late in the game for them. But they've had issues on defense, and I'm sure you guys have seen that as well. I mean, teams have been able to run on them a little bit, and... and, um, so I'm interested I'm just interested to see how their defense responds after they they trade away their franchise player. That's anytime that happens even though you're 4 and 4 and you're right. still in it. Like what's the what's the mindset? What's the mentality for that?
0: Especially after starting 3 and 0. And that was going to be my question for you. I mean, that isn't that a little demoralizing or does that signify we are packing it up for next year when you trade off Vaughn Miller at 4 and 4? Nah. What does that say to the rest of your team and and what will that defense their vibration be like in a game? That they need to win. Yeah, I mean,
3: you, they're, they they're going to find out the character of their team, right? They're in a very competitive division right now. That this they're what, down one game, really, for pretty the first much. Place. So they're down one game for first place. So regardless of who's there and who's not there, they all need to show up and ball out. Uh, Von Miller being gone doesn't do anything to these guys in the locker room, I mean, in terms of their play, simply because of the fact that they knew he wasn't going to come back next year. Right, so to your point yesterday, trade them away, get some dog on, you know, equity, um, and utilize that to build your team going forward. Uh, so they understand, guys understand the business aspect of the game, um, but somebody does have to fulfill that role now. Somebody has to step up, and um, unfortunately, they've been getting freaking just Jesus uh, trampled on yeah. the defense on front there. They got a couple of dudes, Shelby Harris. He shows up on film a lot, um, but on the, all the, I think majority of their weapons are at the end of secondary. Cornerback position and in the second at the safety position. Yeah.
0: Now, I got to ask you, man, because watching Pat Ten and, and I was, <clears throat> you know, giving you a little shade during the draft and all that about Pat Ten, because that's a guy you really wanted. And, yep. and I agree, man. His, it, his first couple of games, when you go back and watch him, he's playing lights out in, in Van scheme. Um, but I just feel as though, even with Justin Simmons, the, and he is somebody I wish we would have been able to get in free agency, but those two guys together probably are going to be the future of this defense going forward, if you just think about just them, their age and, and whatnot. But how do you feel about Pat 10, because he's not traveling uh as like like our guy uh how do you feel about him in the matchup this week with cd lamb or amari cooper
3: i feel fine uh, i don't think there's too many cornerbacks in this league that i wouldn't feel good about our matchups uh he's a he's a young guy he's talented um i think he still has a ways to go to be a dominant guy he's not he's not what Diggs is to us right now so um you know with that said i'm not threatened but he, but he is a good talent yeah, and
2: what do you think about the, the way that this defense is built? Because the front seven hasn't necessarily had a ton of success, and then, like we just talked about, they just gave away pretty much for a second and a third-round pick their top pass rusher. So do you believe the secondary is built well enough on the
0: backside that they can still take advantage? I don't think so. Not right now. They're going to have to do more. Um, you know, Kareem Jackson, he's okay. Uh, Ronald Darby. Yeah. You know, they- he's a good player. He's, he's inconsistent, though, right? I mean, that's where you got to get shore that up and get better um, and, and obviously again with um with them leaving, losing Vaughn, that's where they're going to be most pressed to try and get better is up front. Um, they play a unique style of defense um, through the Broncos. It's not uh, as conventional as 3-4 as you like to see. I mean, they really have a lot of guys standing around the line of scrimmage. Um, but they don't, they don't present any problem to us as far as the pressure that they're going to bring. And that's what I think is going to make them a sitting duck. And waiting on Dak or thinking that Dak can come back, I mean, I, I just feel like we're just going to get right back on that highway of 400-yard games and two tutties uh, from that because, you know, look, I just don't see them being able to match up with us. And, I, and again, Pastor Tan, I just want to go back to that. He's just, he's one of those guys that, you know, after the draft and, and Denver got in front of us and, and got the pick, but man, just think of how dynamic this guy is going to be in years to come in the league.
1: Man. To me, it's kind of like uh, we talked about Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb, how you can debate which receiver is going to have a better career, but both teams are happy with their selections. Yes, it's a great way to put it. And I think that Denver's probably looking at it like, we love Pat Sertan. I mean, Micah Parsons looks like he's going to be great for a decade plus, but, the, I mean, look at what he's doing. I mean, I think the PFF, PFF stats, he's allowed fewer than 40 yards in coverage in seven of eight games. Wow. So, I mean, he's been, he's been kind of a shutdown guy for them already. And I feel like it's been
2: under the radar because – at least with Denver being four and forward, you're looking at the the numbers that the offense is struggling to put up, and then the defense turns around and you're actually looking at their roster and saying outside of the front seven, this is a pretty good secondary. I mean, they've got a good slot corner, they've got a good right cornerback, they've got a good safety, they've got. I mean, I like the Kareem Jackson-Justin Simmons tandem. I mean, that, those are two decent safeties on the back end. And if I say decent, I mean actually really good. They have depth because Kyle Fuller's out
1: there as well. They're hurt. not even <laughs>
0: using him. Yeah. yeah,
1: and Bryce Callahan's on IR, right? They've been hurting yep. at corner a little bit. But, yeah, their safety play is is good. Sertan's balling. It's definitely the strength of their defense, I would mm-hmm. say. Because I think Von Miller by far was their best sack guy. Four mm-hmm. and a half sacks. <laughs> He's gone. You got Draymond Jones... Shelby Harris, I mean, it's it's not – They in the Washington game, they got home with some five-man pressures and some blitzes and stuff like that, but it's, you know, oh. like, you're right. Up front, they haven't been as strong as in the back end.
0: And, I, look, I don't want to get ahead, but, man, the football team is so bad. I cannot wait <laughs> for the football team week because this team, they can't show up here and, and act like world beaters again. They better keep that same energy that I saw versus the Broncos because right now they are horrible. And mm-hmm. what happened to their defense? One of their
3: best players is out now, too. Uh, sweat. Montez. Jaw. Jaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Gosh. That's what happens when you talk too much. Oh, but that's what I'm just saying. Wow. You know. You it, you two more, you're making three predictions this week. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Get back up. I, just was, I was watching the tape. I was watching the tape, and I was like, yeah, man, look at how
2: bad they look.
0: Yeah, they're that's bad. That's amazing. How does that happen when you got that much talent on your front but side? But what it? about everybody going into this season saying that they were guaranteed to win the East? That oh. you kid, know, oh, watching the football game. Yeah, yeah I
1: agree that. with that either. Who said that?
2: A
0: lot of well, national... because of because of the quarterback, it got this uh, magic. magic, yeah, yeah. and, and okay. that's automatically put them ahead for some reason or another. But yeah,
2: well, people also Starts. probably had question marks Still around Dak and stuff, and so and that was why they were saying it early on. But that's not the case anymore. Um, I agree with you though. But keep that same energy, Washington, coming to AT and T Stadium that you had on Thanksgiving last year. Yeah, because I want that again. I want to yeah. come back. I want to have some. Some revenge there. Get your jaw broke. Oh. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Isaiah, whenever you come, whenever you look at a matchup and it's a secondary where the strength is of a defense, as opposed to the front seven, you know you're probably going to have time. For the most part, throughout the game, you're going to have time to find your targets. How does a mindset change from a quarterback standpoint whenever it's the
3: secondary you have to worry about? You just gotta be on your P's and cues in terms of your uh, your mechanics, making sure that the delivery of your ball um, is is on point, on location. Um, you, there's no room for error. You understand that you're still going to throw the ball, you're still going to push it down the field, but you know that you don't have those margins for error. Um, say if you know if you're if you're playing DB, you're on my on my left side. I need to put that ball on on their right side of the shoulder, right, and I can't afford to miss. Even you know twelve inches because if I miss twelve inches, that dude might make me pay. So you really just dialed in in terms of all the you know how precise you are with your passing and your decision making. Heckman, which one do you think Dak is more accustomed a to, or at least more,
2: I, I guess better at? I should say is just better at
0: adjusting to front seven or adjusting to a good secondary. Man, at this point in his career, I think it's got to be both. <laughs> I mean he's he's proven that you can't blitz him. Uh, you can't fool him with coverages anymore. Uh, there was a time in Dak's career where, you know, he was facing those eight, nine-man boxes, and I-, I thought it was so disrespectful because people would never play Aaron Rodgers like that, or they would never play Patrick Mahomes like that. And now he's gotten to the point where he's identifying and able to make the decision. So, you know, I just, I just feel like where we were with Dak after the New England game just proved his progression uh, from his first year all the way through the contract and where. he is now and that's why people are talking about MV Pizzle mm-hmm. you like
1: that with your chest uh. yeah I mean just watching that Washington game back I, I, I couldn't tell if they're just playing playing off trying to keep everything in front of them like you said they got a good secondary That there's some opportunities in the run game in that case for sure for Zeke Tony Pollard also you know Washington got the screen game going they got guys out in space with the short passing game and that's what we saw when before Dak got hurt like Most teams started playing back and saying, we're not going to let you beat us deep. And then they get punished in the run game, and that, that could happen again uh, again Sunday if Zeke and, and Tony get, get going, assuming Dak plays in this game.
0: And even if Cooper Rush doesn't play, you, you like your, your chances in the running game this yeah. week just yeah. loading up versus them because they give up so many yards rushing. So, you know, it, again, going back to that same game, like you said, they play, they play so soft um, and, and allow those open zones. And that's why I feel like this may be your Schultzenegger game. This week, Yeah, yeah. You, could, you could run that back this week for the Draft Because <laughs> okay. it didn't happen last actually, week. I actually like
3: Pollard a lot in this game. Simply because when you watch uh, – what game was I watching? Was it the Cleveland game? Um, yeah, I was watching the Cleveland game. And their they're running back and how he was just cutting – all over the Ernest Johnson? Yeah, Johnson. Yeah, he's and that's shifty. the
0: third. Yeah. yeah that's the third. third.
3: But he he mimics Pollard more so than some of these other backs. Hmm. And the abilities that he was that he was exuding when he was able to press, press, press and then cut backside and really just hit those seams um and explode beyond that second level. That's what I that's what I envision Pollard being able to do in this game. Um obviously Zeke, i and when I say Pollard, we're still gonna see Zeke, but I think Pollard can really light this game up with with the explosiveness that he has. You think that's
2: – how about this? How about over, under 30 throws for Dak Prescott? 30 pass attempts because he's thrown over 33 times. He's thrown under 33 times. Which one do you think it would be this week? You think because of the run game and the what success that they could have there that he puts the, the gun in the holster and he – I'll tell you 32 passes. 32 right yeah. around there? I'll go slightly over. Slightly over? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, you know, slightly over as well because you're going to rely so much so heavily on the running game, and, and I think that's a smart move, especially with what Denver gives up and the way that we got Cooper Rush off was even in those first and second, we were running on first down, we were not throwing the ball on the first down, but it was putting us in those those third and eights or uh, third and sevens because we you know maybe we'll have only picked up a yard or two, but just the uh, Kellen Moore's resiliency or just the ability to stay with the run last week I think is what we approach how we approach it this week especially if Dak isn't 100 percent
2: and we've talked a lot about Kellen Moore's play calling but his game management and from start to finish the way that he crescendos an offense is so impressive this year because of the way that he's not necessarily done that in the past and also you could say it on third down too the Cowboys holding the, the Vikings to 1 of 13 on third down, and then the 50% from your offense. What has been the biggest change, Rob, whenever you look at the third down offense and why they've been so successful in the last couple of weeks?
1: Um, I think whenever you have a running game like this, you get in more manageable third, third downs, and you're not – I'd have to go back and look at it, but I, I don't – I think sometimes they get in themselves with pre-snap penalties. They'll get in first and long or second and long, but they're always able to kind of get it back to a manageable third down where it's not – there are not a lot of third nines. They're, you know, they, when, when it's more mid to, to short yardage on third down, he's in his bag, and he can come up with a lot of different ways to throw you off balance. I think when you have a run game, it makes things so much easier.
3: Isaiah? Yeah, I think it's a combination of those things. Obviously, you want to be in manageable down and distance, but I think Kellen Moore has gotten him a lot more creative. I think I just think he has. I think mixing up personnel, mixing up concepts, um, running, passing, all those things. He's he's made very he's made the defense play on their heels, right? Defenses can't play downhill. They can't be that aggressive because he'll he'll make you pay for it. Um, one of the crazy stats, just talking to our ability, you know, whether pass or run, I just came across this. Dallas is leading the league in average plays per game, mm. sixty nine point seven, just ahead of Buffalo. So our ability to be able to throw 30 times
0: and still get 40 runs in is still something that's doable. Credit
1: the defense for that, too, because they're giving them extra possessions. Absolutely. Right.
0: And that's and that's dragging your defense through the mud uh, if, if we have 69, 70 plays per game. Uh, but also, back to Dalton Schultz, I think on third down, you have a possession receiver that you know that you can go to. And you talk about the pick-your-poison aspect that yeah. the defenses have to deal with. You, on third down, you're looking on the outside to make sure that you don't get gashed for a big play. And somehow, some way, they're losing track of uh, Dalton Schultz. So that's just a testament and to Wilson. And Wilson. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And so when you have guys like that that can sneak underneath in a sure-handed and get you that first down, uh, and going back to Keller Moore's just ability to diagnose defenses and, and, and him and Dak – be on the same page again I think that's just a testament to how well this year is going and how explosive this offense is
3: one of the things about our ability to convert on anybody's ability to convert on third down is how confident the defense is and what you're presenting on third down damn right right so when I when you're preparing for the week you, I mean the the office of GAs do an amazing job of giving you all these stats and analysis of hey when these guys are in this fitness, this is what they band, like yeah. this is yeah. what they like to do <laughs> this you know you're being you're literally in a hurdle hey if they you know when we come out of 11 personnel on third down Third and five, you know they're blitzing. You know sixty-two percent of the time, like you're speaking in data, right? Mm-hmm. That's literally how how much uh, information you receive. So when you are mixing up the personnels like these guys are mm-hmm. doing on, on on our side of the ball. Um, it makes that really confusing. What data do they have to go to? Right, you come yeah. out in a doggone wishbone. There's no data for that. No. Right, when you come out in a, in, a, in a big personnel, you come out in 13 personnel, you come out in 11. All of a sudden, you got fly sweeps with pitches to Cedric Wilson. He's throwing passes like what? <laughs> what, what, what data do you have that shows? There's no next gen
2: stats yeah, on no that. PFF can't do anything no. there.
1: And it's a lot of stuff, like you said, a lot of weird stuff he'll throw out there that makes you work on that and yeah. maybe waste time on that during the week. Well, then yeah. you're hesitating
3: right yeah. as a, as a as a defender on third down you need to know and react right cuz the sticks are right there you got to be able to jump on that thing when you have to now sit back and analyze what's going on now I'm on my heels now I'm 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 double I'm I'm thinking I'm overthinking what's going to happen and now guess what that's hesitation and that hesitation costs you right all I need is half a step and boom we got you
1: real quick something you you jog my memory about just how creative he's been Something he said that was pretty cool a couple of weeks ago about how every Monday, and I'm not saying he's this is the only team that does this, but he gets with his some of his offensive staff like Cavalero Valero, offensive assistant, and they just spend some time like kicking around things they brainstorming. saw brainstorming things they saw in the college game, things they saw in the NFL game, and just kind of compile it all together. It's he's a young, you know, he's a yeah. young offensive mind, and he's and he is creative, and Water I think. Boy. That, He's he's got that playbook. That playbook,
3: young boy genius. That's awesome. I mean, that's that's dope, though, right? when when everything, when you could put tradition to the side and say, I I respect what's been in the past, but this, I'm I'm adding no wrinkle, right? And I mean, and as long as I stay within the rules of, you know, how many guys on the line of scrimmage and all that stuff, I can do whatever the heck I want to. Once your mind is open to that. He beat a dog on Elon Musk in football.
0: Yeah, that fit, you know what? All of that, all of that, man. It, no, that sounds good in theory, but you have to have the personnel to pull it off. Absolutely, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. You gotta yeah. have the personnel yep. to pull it off. He has, that.
3: he has a full toolkit. He has a
0: whole garage full of tools, and he's just like, ah, I might as well build something. And that's and that's and maybe that's something in, in the past that we absolutely didn't have. Yep. And going up against other opponents, they didn't have to prepare the same way yes. for us as we had Jackson. for them. So what you bring up is very important. Is like when you go to film study and you look at third down, and they have you know twenty different packages that you have to look at. You spend all day out on the practice field trying to figure that out. Then you get in the game, and then they do something then, completely yep, different.
1: Maybe he's the Tony
0: Stark of the NFL. Maybe you like that. Maybe maybe that's true. We're going to lose him for real now. Yeah, he's done. (laughs) Elon Musk (laughs) and Tony Stark. This is great. (laughs) That's just great. One of the tools in the tool shed.
2: (laughs) One, or I guess one of the the weapons in the arsenal, Dak Prescott versus top five scoring defenses in his career. By the way, the Broncos are second in the NFL in scoring defense allowed, seventeen points per game. Prior to this year, Dak Prescott was six and five and threw er, and had twenty three points per game. This year, he's three and zero. Oh. With over 37 points per game against top five
0: scoring defenses when facing them. it's going to be 40-burger Monday? Is that Mm. what we're talking about? I love that idea.
2: But who's going to be protecting his left side? Who's going to be protecting his blind side? When we return with more Talking Cowboys. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for
0: everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands, with Essilor Lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor expert and find the perfect Essilor lens for you. See more, do more, Essilor. <laughs> Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? What did it, what'd he do? He, I didn't see it. I was trying to read. What did he do? Can we please write it, it, was was it I
2: don't think we have a replay machine over right
0: there. I did the all right. the two fingers.
2: I, I oh, put the two man. fingers
3: and
0: just My man. hit hey, the mic. We,
3: we, will,
1: we will review the film. Was, that was the was, David
2: Hellman approach coming yeah. from behind the mic. Yeah, oh, yeah but you gave,
1: you gave us like the Zoolander smile, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not going to pass your test. I'm going oh, to right wow. oh. tell you that right oh, now. I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, no. you not going to pass Heckman's test. Wow. can't wait to see it.
2: That's. That's disappointing.
3: <laughs> no, I felt like it, I did good. okay. There's just one aspect of it. Like, anyways, um, yeah, so left tackle. <laughs> 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 yeah. hey,
2: who's, who's playing left tackle? Let's go ahead and move on from that. Uh, Tyron Smith not available at practice yesterday. Ty Seki was who filled in for him against the Vikings. Should he do that again? That's my question. Open-ended, very loaded. Who wants it first? Heckma wants it first.
0: Oh, God. You know, when somebody says, you know, no disrespect, what do they do next? They disrespect you. They disrespect you. So, look, all I'm saying with Todd Nekseki and when he came into the game for Tyron Smith is it it just did not look as though he was uh, the natural swing tackle that we've been boasting about or talking Mm. about. Um, I don't know about Leo Collins right at, at left. At left tackle, uh, I I wonder if it's even possible to take Steele over to left tackle uh, at this point. But Ty Nasekhi for a full game, it, it worries me, uh, and I think he would have to get way more help than we were giving to to Steele. And so that that in itself is going to handicap our offense. And from just that's what we say, maybe he'll throw under thirty passes because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's a problem, and I don't want an experiment, experimental situation to be, to happen right now, but uh, if, if we're going to go with Ty in a second, everybody keep your fingers crossed.
2: And just because it looks like an experiment from the outside doesn't necessarily mean it's an experiment experiment from the inside as well. So whoever they're putting at left tackle, they're going to be uber confident mm-hmm. at who they're putting at left tackle. Don't think if, if it is Lyle Collins that's out there or if it is Terrence Steele that's out there instead of Ty Naseki, that automatically that's an experience or an experiment Mm -hmm. because maybe they've already tried that. I'm thinking back to Oxnard, Terrence Steele had snaps at left tackle quite a bit.
1: Yes. And that's, you know, if you listen to what Mike McCarthy said earlier this week, he said they, they take into account those reps all the way back to training camp. Lyle Collins didn't have a rep in left tackle that I remember Mm. when he was out there, he was playing right tackle. Um, So Terrence Steele's an option. Now, that also kind of would cut against what Mike likes to do, and that's not go two different changes on your offensive line, just maybe go one for one. And I think there is a line of thinking with Terrence Steele. It's like, dude, he's a young guy. He's playing really well out there. Don't mess with a good thing, you know? So Tynaseki played out there. He's played at left tackle. I think Lyle Collins could do it, but I don't know if they want to throw that much at him coming right back. They already got him working at two different spots last week,
0: other spots.
3: So are you saying that Niseki is aluminum and you rather have steel?
0: Oh, well, I, no, I see what you did. There. that's not what I'm saying. Um, when, because I, I go back to what what he just said. Robbie okay. made it plain when he said, let's not mess with Steel's confidence. And right now, I think we all feel confident that Steel can play the right tackle position. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to Niseki worries me. I think he's the weakest link on the offensive line and and backup. Uh, that we have but obviously if they trust him they're going to put him out there and I'm going to go with what Kyle said hey they it may not be an experiment from their standpoint because he's gotten all the backup reps at left tackle we just saw how he struggled uh last week and he struggled if I was playing coach Philbin
3: I would take the confidence still and put him on the backside because I have Lyle Collins who now has some reps underneath his belt He's well rested, got fresh legs, and I'm gonna put him in his natural position—the position that we paid him a lot of money to play. Right? Even though Steele's playing really good now, had had Smith not gotten hurt, we wouldn't be having this conversation, obviously, and I would leave Steele (sighs) at that position. Oh God! But who's our swing tackle? Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele, who's playing really well. Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele. I'm gonna take that same confident player, put him on the opposite side, and I'm gonna insert my All-Pro. And put him at that right tackle and say, now I need you to show up and play how you've been playing. But how do you feel about Terrence Steele next to Connor Williams? I feel, I feel. see, (laughs) Terrence Steele is our swing tackle. That's what he's paid to do. He just so happened to be filling in at right tackle for our all-pro guy who was gone. So being that he's our swing tackle, now that our all-pro guy is gone and our other all-pro guy can't be there, he has to swing (laughs) over to the left side. And keep fulfilling his obligations that, that he was that he's been doing for this team. Make, keep making those contributions. We, you just said it. You don't feel good about Niseki. Niseki's a backup, right? I don't consider I consider Steele a backup, but Steele is a two-person backup versus Naseki's is a one-person backup, right? So I feel a lot more confident with Steele. And then you add in the fact that he's been playing really well. Take that confident young man and put him on the backside. And said just like we needed you to fill in for Collins, we now need you to fill in for Smith because we don't know when Smith is going to come back. This is I don't I don't foresee this being a one game fix. I think Smith be. might be out for a little bit. <sighs> Heckma brought up a great point, and it kind of
2: jogged a thought process. What if the reason why Terrence Steele is playing so well and he is so improved is because of the availability and the consistency of Zach Martin off to his left? If you put him against Connor Williams, will he get exposed? Because now that's a worry of mine. Just thinking about those two on the left side – you don't have a ton of confidence because if you think back to
1: what Terrence Steele did in 2020. You can you can give him help on the left side, too, and that's sure. part, that's what they've done partially on the right side as well. Look, this team's gotten by with Cam Fleming at left tackle for okay. two or three games. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the, as well as Terrence Steele has played, I think – I think you would feel better about, as much as he's played, putting him on the left side as opposed to Ty Secchi. If if you don't want to mess with Lyle Collins having to play left tackle for the first time in seven years,
0: I think that would be maybe a better scenario, and we'll see what they do. Just logistically, it makes sense, uh, and you make a, a perfect case for why you put Steele at left tackle because that's his job. I just feel like where he is and the confidence that he's built mm-hmm. up on the right side, I don't want to tinker with that. And I'm just, we're just in a position where Ty Niseki has to play. If, if we know how good Tyron Smith is, and that's something that you go to bed at night not even having to worry about Dak's blind side, you're gonna worry about that if Ty Nasecchi is at, at left tackle. Here's you
1: the know? other. Th- oh, sorry. Here, here's the other thing too. What if What if Lyle Collins is working his way back into the right tackle spot mm-hmm. anyway, and, and it's a is, natural transition? Maybe. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think Terrence Steele has played well enough to keep keep starting there, but. Lyle Collins is a really good player, and, and I think the main reason why he didn't play much was that they're working him back in mm-hmm. last week.
2: No, I think that's a great point because there's a high probability that that's the case. I mean, just because of the contract and because of the way that Lyle Collins has played, maybe Terrence still does move out to left tackle, and he gets some extra reps there and sees what happens from
1: then on out. Is Dak back this week, P? Mm. Come on. <laughs> what? I, at this point, the way they've talked about it, I think yes. I can't say that with certainty, though, because yeah. it's a calf. It's a calf. We felt good about it early last week and they didn't do it. Percentage-wise,
0: so, percentage wise, percentage on whether he'll go.
1: How to ask me tomorrow. Okay,
0: I guess. I, mean, I, I today's a real big
1: benchmark. Y- in yeah, there. if he if he has full practice today, then I, yeah, I mean, I I'd be very surprised, he's honestly, if he. Didn't so play. full or limited? Isaiah's
3: one hundred percent. I'm one hundred percent. I think he's playing too. He's playing.
1: He's playing. I put it at eighty
3: right now. There you go. I was going to say seventy six point six, but in number, and it doesn't matter what sport you're in. That's dang
0: all good. <laughs> you can't even play football in my house with a 76%. I was about to 46. say, that's
3: a C grade. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not talking about in education. Yeah, okay. We're talking about sports. <laughs> okay, <laughs> One sport, 76% isn't good. Mm-hmm. No, that's pretty good. All right. Baseball, you only got to
1: three. You know something, no, I, I, Free throws, he, that's not great. He, just, he still hasn't had a full <laughs> practice in team drills. I'd like to see him do that before I, I'm comfortable <laughs> saying he's going to start. And, and the plan is for him to do that today.
3: Yeah. So At that position, it doesn't matter that much, though. The team stuff, I mean, unless you're scrambling in practice, which quarterbacks aren't really doing in this league, they're protecting the crap out of those guys. That position, reps without the team are just as valuable as reps with the team in terms of health because it's the same speed. If I go back there and drop back, uh, seven on seven, it's the same as me dropping back with a line in front of me. If I go back there and fake a handoff, it's the same speed, right? So none of those things affect you at the quarterback position. It's just that if they're allowing guys to pressure you in practice, now you're having to cut and all those yeah, things. Yeah, maybe
1: like not structured movements yeah, kind exactly. of thing. I hey, guess exactly. that's where I'm getting at. Yeah. I mean, just based off what Jerry said, we have every reason to think he's started. Yeah. Yep. He'll be now, there. again, how does it feel Friday? How does it feel Saturday? All that stuff. Yep. Got to go through the whole yeah.
2: process in order to get it there. And we're going through the process of the week. Tomorrow, we've got a mid-season edition of Move On or Groove On. We've got Draft Whoa. Kings. We've got Pick'em segments. It is a we're going to have B from Ohio. Stacked with B from Ohio in hey. our Pick'em segment.
1: B from Ohio came and visited us upstairs yesterday. <laughs> Dude, he was trash.
2: Came the all picks. the way from Ohio. I think he went two of four. He went two and four. Or two and four. Did he? I gotta go back and look. <laughs> he was by far the worst fan picker of the year so far. He also picked the exact same lineup that Isaiah did. Just so you know.
0: So, bum, bum, yeah. bum. Bum,
2: bum, bum. <laughs> Where's the where's the sounder in the back? But that's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Join us tomorrow. There it is, Chris Beam. <laughs> for Say It With Your Chest Friday, Chris Beam in the back, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, who's in last place in the pick Heck Heckma Harrison, i Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about
1: this, Cowboys? Yeah!